45-Hour Post-Education for Florida Real Estate Sales Associates by Edward J. O'Donnell. Follow the legislative mandate to increase professionalism of licensees. If you think that a textbook will help you, you have two choices, a physical textbook or an ebook. Just click on the link below to purchase. At the beginning of each section is an introductory paragraph designed to set the tone for the units. In that section, a second paragraph given the reason for focus of the subject area described. The sections comprise 14 units. Each unit in the manual is divided into the following parts. Unit material, key term practices, and answers to the discussion exercises. Each unit overview offers a summary of the subject area covered. Each unit in the textbook lists learning objectives. Key term list is a teaching vehicle at the beginning of the unit rather than alert you at the beginning of the unit. Only the important terms used in each unit are listed. Many key terms from FREC Course 1 for Sales Associate are used in the unit but are not identified as such in the textbook. This post-licensing course is a follow-up course building on your knowledge learned and experience gained rather than repeating Course 1 material. Each unit in this manual contains a fill-in-the-blank quiz using some key terms shown in the unit. Near the end of each unit in the textbook is a short synopsis of the major points. Practice exam multiple-choice questions follow each unit and are similar to those found in the practice final exam and on the end of course exam. The answers to the quizzes <clears throat> are at the end of each unit in this manual and in the answer key in the back of the manual. If you think that a textbook would help you, you again have two choices. You can purchase a physical textbook or you can purchase the ebook. Just click on your choice to purchase. A glossary of key terms is included to help students increase their real estate vocabulary. Section one, laying the foundation for a successful career. Unit one talks about legal issues and risk management. Unit two, fair housing and the American with Disabilities Act. Unit three, business planning and time management. Section two, obtaining listings that sell. Unit four, up prospecting for listings. Unit five, pricing the property to sell. Unit six, making the listing presentation. Unit seven, listing contracts. Section three, selling real property. Unit eight, working with buyers. Unit nine, sales and option contracts. Unit 10, writing and presenting the offer. Section four, financing and closing real estate transactions. Unit 11, exploring mortgage alternatives. Unit 12, acquiring financing for property. And unit 13, closing the transaction. Section five, analyzing and managing investment properties. Unit 14, analyzing and managing investment properties and your practice exam answer and rationale. Final word, many students have a negative view of the post-licensing only because the attendance is mandatory. This is an excellent opportunity for you to gain from the educational experience. I will do all I can to help you become more comfortable and competent in your real estate activities. I want you to know the rewards you'll receive in the business from studying each area being presented and discussed. I will throughout the course be making and keeping the learning alive. Examples from my professional experiences to make teaching points. If you think that a textbook will help you, you have two choices, a physical book, or again, you can purchase the ebook. That's your choice to purchase. Your guide, Vinny DeRosa, Florida real estate licensed instructor since 1980. Part of Florida Real Estate University.
This is Vinny DeRosa, licensed real estate instructor with FloridaRealEstateUniversity.com. We are going to be starting with the Dearborn Real Estate Education 45-hour post-licensing education for real estate sales associates, written by Edward J. O'Donnell. Requirements for your first license renewal. You must be successfully completed before your license expiration or license is void. This course has been approved by the Florida Real Estate Commission. And you may miss a maximum of four and a half hours if you took this in a classroom, not online. You must complete the 100-question final exam with at least a 75% correct. Purpose of the course. Presents hands-on training for CMAs, contracts, financing, closing statements, and property management. Focus is going to be on residential real estate, but many of the principles apply to commercial and investment areas. So what are we going to be focusing on? Well, the features of the text, if you don't have one, and it is available by a link in the show notes, you can get a text or you can go the ebook way. Learning objectives help you focus on most important points. Discussion questions help you better understand the material. In practice boxes relate to the material to your daily work. Unit summaries are great for reviewing, and unit quizzes let you see what you need to work on. Non-resident application requirements. U.S. citizenship not required. Florida residency not required. Non-residents must comply with all of the education and Florida Statute 475 requirements and all Florida Real Estate Commission rules. Licensees who become non-residents must notify the Department of Business and Professional Regulations within 60 days. What are the educational requirements? Well, FREC Course 2, which is the broker's pre-license course, is 72 hours. There is an examination, 45 questions on law, 40 questions on principles, 15 math questions, seven of which are general math, and eight are based on closing statements. Now, who is exempt to the broker pre-license course? Those with a four-year degree in real estate are exempt from the pre-license broker's course. Active members of the Florida Bar are not exempt from the broker pre-license course. They are exempt from the sales associate pre-license course. What are the experience requirements? Well, you've got to be at least 24 months active experience within the past five years as a sales associate, either for a broker in Florida or another state or nation. As a sales associate employee of a governmental agency, as a broker in another state or nation. Applicants who hold a Florida sales associate license must complete the sales associate post-licensing education, which is what you're doing right now. Summary of education exemptions. Persons with a four-year degree in real estate or higher are exempt from both the sales associate and the broker pre-license course. You're also exempting from the, both the sales associate and the pre-license broker post-licensing course. Now, not exempt from continuing yet. So if you are a person who has a four-year degree in real estate or higher, you're exempt from taking the sales associate and the broker pre-license courses. You can go take the sales associate license or the broker's. And you're also exempt for your post-licensing for sales associate, but you have to take continuing education. No one is exempt from continuing education. Active members of the Florida Bar are exempt from the sales associate pre-licensed course. They're not exempt from the sales associate post-licensing course, which is the one you're doing right now, the broker pre-licensed course, or the bro broker post-licensing. But 
they are exempt from continuing education. Continuing ed. What is continuing ed? Well, you've already started with your pre-license as a sales associate, and you took those 63 hours and completed it, passed it, and passed the state exam. You are now in the 45-hour post-education series, which you had to complete within the first renewal cycle. Now, after you've completed this 45 hours, you now have to take 14 hours during the next two-year license renewal cycle. So every two years thereafter this course, once you've completed and passed this, every two years you have to complete 14 hours. Three hours must be core law. And you can get three hours of CE during each period by attending legal uh, sessions of the Real Estate Commission. It can be either classroom, distance, or FREC-approved educational seminars. So there are plenty of opportunities to get your CE done during that two-year period. So don't hesitate and wait. Renewals come up quick. So when are licenses renewed? Well, renewal period is for two years. Now, understand that when you first got your sales associate or your broker's license, it wasn't a two-year period. It was about 18 months. But once you've completed your post-education, which is what you're doing now, we go into a renewal cycle, which is then every two years. Licenses in the state of Florida all expire March 31st or September 30th. And you got to renew prior to that expiration date. Post-licensing and continuing education requirements have to be completed by those deadlines. A late fee charge if you renew after the expiration date. And renewal notices are sent 90 days prior to the expiration. Unlicensed of real estate following expiration is basically not a good thing. What about armed forces exemptions? A licensee in good standing who is a member of the U.S. Armed Forces is exempt from renewing requirements during active duty and for six months after discharge from active duty. So if you had your license and got called up or became active and you were in these renewal cycles, they will allow you to wait until after your discharge, but you've got six months after. If the military duty is out of state, the exemption also applies to the licensee's spouse. So if you were the one that was going out of country and your spouse had a license and you had to move, then they are exempt. Temporary license. The Department of Business and Professional Regulations may issue a temporary license to spouses of active duty members of the armed forces assigned to duty in Florida. Spouses must hold a valid real estate license in another state. These temporary licenses expire six months after the date of issue and are not renewable. So you were in Georgia, Alabama, or Mississippi, and you were transferred because of some duty call. Your spouse had a license in another state. Well, if it was valid in that state, they get a temporary license for up to six months after they get here. So then they have to go through the entire process. So it gives you a little bit of leniency to uh, continue practicing real estate. Active versus inactive status. Active licenses required to perform services of real estate. Your license has to be active. What does that mean? I don't know. We'll find out later. Two types of inactive status. Voluntary. When a licensee has applied to the department to be placed inactive and you paid your fees, you go, you know, uh, I got my license and I really don't want to be active right now. That's voluntary. Involuntary is when a license 
is not renewed at the end of your license period. Now, those of you that are in this course that are taking this post 45 don't qualify for this. This talks about people who have already completed their post-education who are in their 14-hour every two-year renewal cycle. Now, you could go into the involuntary inactive license status, and that's called now reactivation. So involuntary inactive for 12 months or less, you just get your 14 hours. That's it. You know, you missed a deadline. Oh, gosh, I missed. Well, just complete 14 hours. But if you're in the 13th month, more than 12, but less than 24, you've got to complete 28 hours of commission-prescribed education. So now it's uh, three years in, and you go, shoot, I missed my deadline. Well, it's more than 12 months, less than 24, 28 hours of continuing education. Another involuntary inactive status. If a broker's license, now this is the broker, is suspended or revoked for disciplinary reasons, your broker gets in trouble and does something really stupid. Sales associates and broker associates licensed employed by that broker are automatically placed in involuntary inactive status. Huh. What happens now? Well, sales associates and broker associates may become active again under a new employer. So here operating in a real estate brokerage company, your broker does something really, really bad and they uh, either suspend or take their license. Well, the real estate commission is protecting the public and they put you in that involuntary inactive status. It doesn't affect you unless you were part of the, the issue or the problem. You go to involuntary inactive. And then you can just go active with the next office that you uh, go to work with. This was a topic that messed people up in the pre-license. Registration versus licensure. Registration versus licensure. So when you took this in the pre-license, you go, what's the difference? I mean, is there? Well, Registration is placing on the record with the Department of Business and Professional Regulations your name, your address of each broker and sales associate, the name and business address of the sales associate's employer, whether you're active or inactive, that status, and if you're involved in the real estate entities of any kind, you may be part of a brokerage company. So all of those things is registration. Brokers must register involuntarily involvement in any brokerage entity in non-brokerage capacities. What's that mean? Hmm. I don't know. I'll tell you that in the broker's course. Individuals are licensed businesses are registered. Now, understand, understand that there are many different statuses. Most people will be either active or inactive. This registration has mostly to do with brokers when they move locations or they are a broker, but not really a broker in another company. It, it's, it's, it's that legalese stuff. What's a multiple license? Okay. Multiple licenses are issued to a broker who qualifies a broker as a broker for more than one business. For each business, that person is a broker. A separate broker's license must be obtained. Each licensee must be used as a broker, not as a broker associate. So what does that really mean? As a broker, I can have a dozen different real estate companies and have active broker licenses for each and have different agents working for each of those individual multiple licenses. Is it a good idea? 
Eh, I'm not too crazy about it, but, you know, uh, some people will do that, but it's a matter of choice. But I can't be a broker in one or two of my own companies and be a broker associate in somebody else's because you can't have multiple licenses like that structurally. What's a group license? Well, a group license are issued to sales associates and broker associates who register under an owner developer, a real estate development company. The owner developer sends the, to the Department of Business and Professional a list of their legal company name. Sales associate or broker associate has one license, one employer. So if you decide to go to work <coughs> for a builder, and they are not a real estate company, they're just a development company, they can have sales associates and broker associates, not I didn't say broker, broker associates with them. And as a sales associate or a broker associate, you have one license, one employer. You can't go into ABC Model Homes and be an agent there on the weekends and then go to XYZ Real Estate during the week. It just doesn't work that way as a sales associate or a broker associate. One license, one employer at a time. Here's a funky term, prima facie evidence. Mm, sounds legal. Well, evidence that is good and sufficient on its face to establish a fact. Unless refuted by evidence to the contrary, prima facie evidence will prove a case. Wow. What's that mean? Well, a real estate license, that piece of paper, that current license you have is prima facie evidence that you hold a current and valid license. It didn't say it was active. Get this straight. It is evidence that it's good and sufficient on its face that it's fact that you have it. It's evidence that you have a license. So a real estate license is prima facie evidence that the licensee holds a current and valid license. That's it. Current and valid. Okay. Now, Real Estate Commission says that we need to know your current mailing address. And current residential address is used to get mail, which they don't send mail anymore. I, I can't, well, occasionally you'll get a letter, but mostly it's all email. 10 days to notify the Department of Business and Professional Regulations of change of address. There's a $500 fine for failing to timely notify. P.O. Box is an acceptable mailing address. It used to not be. Address of record, mailing or email address. So those are some of the key points. Uh, for Hi, this is Cousin Vinny. Our sponsor, FloridaRealEstateUniversity.com, meets state-mandated Florida real estate education offering pre-licensed, post-licensing, and continuing education courses so you can learn it from the comfort of your home or on the road. Visit our sponsor, floridarealestateuniversity.com. Please take time to visit our sponsors at cousinvinnynetwork.com. Without them, this network would not be possible. That's C-U-Z-I-N-V-I-N-N-I-E network.com.